When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No time on the clock. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. It's a quick throw. And it's caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Okay, recording here Friday morning, January 6th with Ted Johnson, three-time Super Bowl champion, former Patriots linebacker. You hear him on 98.5 The Sports Hub. And if you could see him right now, you would be able to tell that he is still glowing from the release of Avatar 2. We will we will get to at the end of this episode. My man was so pumped. We had 11 years, and it feels like it was worth it. Uh, but first, Ted, That's obviously what? we need to tend to, to serious matter. My last episode was largely dedicated to DeMar Hamlin for obvious reasons. Since then... Um, amazing updates. His doctor is saying he's neurologically intact. His condition and function is all there. He's following commands. He's scribbling a little piece of paper. Did we win? Referring to Monday night, he is awake and improving. And it's been described as a turning point for his care. And I heard you on 98.5 say the other day that watching that hit, which I think is true for the rest of us, but obviously your perspective is is, um, more unique than most as an ex-player, that you felt something you've never felt before. So since then, as we've all processed the last four days or so, what have you felt specific towards the game, the league, and just the situation as a whole with tomorrow? Yeah, well, I I, I mean, when I, when I said I felt feelings I've never felt before when I saw that, it's just because I've never seen anything like that. Um, I've seen paralysis. I've seen Dennis Bird. Um, run into his own, uh, his own teammate and, and be paralyzed. I've seen knees turned inside out. I, I've seen guys, you know, have their necks stabilized uh, going off in ambulances before, um, you know, but I, I've never seen, you know, somebody have cardiac arrest on a football field and momentarily uh, be dead. Right. Um, and then brought back to life on the field. That was such a strong visual uh, for me. Um, and to see the emotion uh, from the players, uh, like that, it, it was um, it was just a little bit unnerving. Um, I, I will say this: I, I just think the NFL has, and, and I, no one will be more critical uh, about the NFL and, and its and, and the union, to, if you want to go there too, uh, than me when it comes to how they handle the the health and well being of, of of players. But I thought I thought it was incredible. I thought everything they did was was the right decision. Um, uh, you know, canceling the game or, but just postponing the game that night and letting guys kind of, of grieve and feel their emotions. So I, but I just, it was, it was jarring to the senses, Andrew, at the end of the day, because I've never seen anybody collapse like that on a football field, other from a, from a football hit. That was a, you know, his heart momentarily stopped because of a hit, uh, 
from from football. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't in warm-ups, you know, walking around uh, where he had a quote-unquote heart attack. This was a cardiac arrest from a, a jarring hit that he took in a football game. And I just didn't know that was possible. Um, I'm learning more about about it right now. And, you know, it's it's um, it's it's kind of typical that you hear it, and maybe in, in other sports, not typical, but it's things. You know, what happened to Demar has happened before in other sports, and I did not realize that. And so that's just kind of another brick in the wall, if you will, of wow, um, this this how you know reminder of how dangerous this game is, um, and and it's well, you know how inherently the, the game is dangerous. The game is. But this is a stark reminder um, of how dangerous it really is um, uh, to play football. No question. And we're still learning more, right? All of us are learning. The doctors are learning. I'm sure they'll run tests to determine whether or not DeMar had an underlying heart condition that would have made him more susceptible to something like this. I think we can all agree that this was, you know, kind of like a lightning strike as far as it goes. And not in terms of football's not... You know, uh, it's it's certainly not a safe game, okay? And then, like you mentioned, another brick in the wall as far as this goes. But the finer details of this are still being parsed out. As far as the league's handling of it, I've made my thoughts uh, very public on Twitter as far as the timing. I think they got to the only resolution they could once Sean McDermott said, I need to be at the hospital with DeMar, which I think he handled that perfectly because in that moment, we all connected to DeMar what was happening because of our humanity, not because we were football fans. I mean, we were there in the first place because we're watching the game. But you sense that and you have a connection and your reaction is purely human to someone collapsing and suffering cardiac arrest. And I think the league was too slow, in my opinion, to show its own humanity because it took them then 50 minutes to make that happen, to make that call, even though the players were gone. That's in the past. We're looking ahead. That's mostly what this podcast is about because the Patriots have to look ahead. They spoke for the first time Thursday, canceled all their media interviews on Wednesday because they got permission from the league after Buffalo did. That's fine. We heard from Belichick. We heard from Devin McCourty, Mac Jones, Matthew Slater, Matt Judon, Miles Bryan, a couple of other players. As you absorbed all of that, how do you think they're processing? Do you think this is going in a healthy direction? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and, and, that, and a big reason is because there's been good news in the last couple of days. Yes. And that was initially when we when this, uh, you know, when this injury happened, um, it was you really needed, I think, for this game to even be played, I mean, there was questions of whether the Patriots and Bills would even play. It really, what I and I said when I did my, uh, you know, my hit on TNR on Tuesday, I said there needs to be positive news. There has to be. I think for for the Buffalo Bills players uh, to want to play this game, they were going to have to hear in the next few days something positive about uh, Demar's uh, status, and and it's and and they have um, just the fact that he's not only are the the lights on, as the doctor said, but he seems to be at home. So he seems to be able to, uh, you know, understand, um, you know, questions and process some information. Um, and, and that is really, you wanted good signs before you were able to fully, I think, you know, release what you saw and put that aside to be able to go play a football game. And so they've gotten that. And so I think, I think they're uh, both teams, uh, from a mental standpoint, will probably be uh, as good as you could ask for at this point, considering that all signs are trending positive for DeMar. And so I, I think guys will probably be uh, okay playing this game. Uh, if they didn't get the positive news, Andrew, I think it would be very difficult to go out and play this this football game. But thank God it's been all positive so far. I know we're not – in the in the uh, in the clear totally with tomorrow but 
the, uh, the it's turning positive, and that is going to give guys some relief, and 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 they're going to be able to go out there and play football now. Yeah, no question. I mean, they have to at this point. There's been no rescheduling, no hint of changes, and as you mentioned, with the positive news, you know that only. No- freeze the bills and the Patriots to focus on Sunday. It's lets the league stand back and go, okay, we don't, we don't have to do anything. And frankly, I don't think they want to, because this is a really sticky situation. Again, I've been critical of the league Monday night. It's very complicated now what they're dealing with in the aftermath, but the biggest point and factor was out of everyone's hands. And thankfully uh, resolved with DeMar having a real turning point, according to his doctors, as you mentioned, not out of the woods. Okay. Last one. And then we'll get to the game full three, two, one breakdown um, and get a prediction for you before we get out of here. But if you're in that locker room and you're kind of, you know, now turning to Friday, okay, we got to have a good last practice and we're going to have a walk through Saturday and we'll fly to Buffalo. What are you saying to guys to kind of get their focus on the bills, even though at some point it might feel self-evident, right? Like we need to win to get in the playoffs or else we need the Dolphins to lose, you know, the Jaguars to win um, and then the the Steelers to lose as well. You know, it, what are you saying as a leader in that locker room? Yeah, look, hey, hey, DeMars, he's, he's going to be okay, we all think. I mean, at least – as far as all the information that we have right now it is that he is going to be uh, fine. And the hope is that it's turning towards a full recovery. So that being the case, let's, I mean, we are, we're wired differently. We just are, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta move on and you gotta, and you gotta do your job. And, and, and we are all wired to, to kind of handle things like this on a football field uh, to a certain degree. And so, you know, your, your season, this has been, Let's face it, Andrew, this has been a hugely disappointing, I think, season um, for the for the New England Patriots. It just hasn't been. And regardless of the fact that they are close to on the precipice of uh, maybe making the playoffs, I think we can all agree that it's just I think it's really been an underwhelming, uh, disappointing season so far. But if you were able to go out there and I think the the what the Patriots are going to have to face in Buffalo is unlike anything they've ever had to, to face at, at any time. The emotion, the external factors, uh, the external kind of force of what happened with Demar, you know, Hamlin is going to be. You're going to feel it from the minute you get to the stadium and the fans and all the Buffalo Bills players, or the emotion that they're going to have is going to be so overwhelming that you're going to have to overcome so much more. Uh, than you've ever had to overcome. Uh, you know, the external factors are going to merely be at play here. But you have a chance to, if you go out and you beat the Buffalo Bills to go into the playoffs, you have a chance to rewrite how the season has gone. Let's just face it, maybe to some degree, maybe not totally, but style points matter. You go in and you beat Buffalo, who's riding, is going to be emotionally very charged um, and is is one of the best teams in the NFL. If you're able to do that to secure a, a spot into the, into the uh, playoffs, and then who knows what happens there? You have a chance to kind of rewrite and change the narrative of this offseason. This right now, as the as the as it stands, this is not going to be a fun offseason for the New England Patriots, uh, just based on what we've seen so far. But you have a chance in this game to kind of change the narrative, if you will, and rewrite uh, how this this season is is going to end up for the 2022 Patriots. So that's what guys are going to be focused on. That's what guys are going to be talking about is that they have a chance to turn this thing around. And at the end of the day, that's really there for them to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later on what or not we think we can happen, but that's really what guys are thinking right now, Andrew. Yeah. And look at you experienced radio man now, well in the media for years, answering my next question without me having to ask it, which is basically what interests you about Sunday, besides the fact that obviously if the play up, if the Patriots win, they make the playoffs in DeMar Hamlin's situation, supercharging and already charged 
uh, and so it's a well-lubricated crowd out there in Buffalo and obviously an emotional team that's going to be playing for a teammate with an energy that you can only really get, you know, in a life force from something like a near-death experience, which obviously DeMar had. So I think that's yep. all very interesting, too, because obviously getting into the playoffs would be a launching point for something bigger. They might see Buffalo even as a two-seed. I don't really care to get into all the different scenarios. The league is going to be discussing this uh, after we finish recording here today. And frankly, a part of me, is still just not there yet. Like as far as as far as Demar Hamlin's health and what it means for the playoff picture in the AFC, I just don't. I just don't care. We will get there. The playoffs will be here. The decisions will be made, and then whatever they are, we'll react. We will watch. We will analyze and move on. So you're right. It, one playoff win can rewrite that whole. I hate the word narrative. I want to take Ted narrative, shove it into a cannon, and shoot All it right. into the sun because it's just so overused. But it's it's apt here because you think back to. Let's go to 2009 and 2010. Like the Patriots are coming off that 2008 season. Uh, lose Brady, of course. You get back in the saddle. You don't remember 2009, 2010 as the Patriots winning the division. You remember because they got blown up by the Ravens. You remember because they got upset by the Jets in the divisional round. And so if you flip this around, disappointing season, win that playoff game, it's your first playoff win post-Brady. Now, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I think that starts Sunday in an environment that can only be described as supernova playoff environment and that will give you the belief that they got from Miami which is my other point about this game that they had lost four straight to Miami okay I don't remember the last time that happened but I think it was probably before you were playing or maybe at the start of your career like it just for all their woes down in Miami and playing in South Florida never happened they've lost five of the last six to Buffalo you get to change hey the AFC East is not totally out of our grasp yeah sure the Bills may have won three straight division titles and been the best team in the AFC but we're still here. We can change. We can affect you because the Bills have just fundamentally broken them. Like their defense has a handle on the Patriots offense, even when Brady was here, that they just can't get to 20 points. They can't do it. And so I don't think they're going to get to 20 points Sunday, but let's find out as we get into our breakdown. Anything there I hit on that you want to talk about well, before we move on? Hey, guys, a quick break for a holiday gift from me to you. It's a reminder that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. NFL college football, bowl season, esports, you'll find the latest odds on all of those, plus team matchup info, player news, game trends, all at betonline.ag, where BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for any sport or game. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events, so head online to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50, that's CL. NS50 to receive your reward at Bet Online, where the game starts. Before you know what, I think just you know, you know, you know, one of the things you're kind of hitting on is is like, what am I going to be looking for in this game? You know, mm-hmm. as far besides just whether or not they win or lose, and 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 you and you kind of you, you kind of touched on it there. You know, the, the Patriots in the last five games. Do you know the la- in the last five games in the first half of games they are a minus uh, a minus thirty nine. Uh, excuse me, a minus 49, uh, a minus 49. And in the second half of these last five games, they are a plus 41. So they come out and they just, they get in these holes um, all the time. Like it's, 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 it's amazing. And then they got to overcome, um, you know, their, their, uh, you know, their, their first half deficiencies and it's just too much. They don't have enough to, in the tank. I'd like to see them. They haven't had a lead at halftime in over two months since the Colts game is the last time they had a lead at halftime. Wow. Um, I'd like to see them come out faster, 
can, you know, just just come out and 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 show that you can you can that you're ready to go. Uh, because the last five games, uh, they haven't shown that. I'd like to see Tyquan Thornton build on what he was doing did last week, which was he looked like okay, you know, we saw what he can do down the field. You know, you know, he's a threat. You know, running nine routes uh, down the field. But you know that first touchdown he had, that was a nice little possession kind of uh, reception that he had. Can he develop into more of a possession receiver? He has to do more than just run nine routes. Um, I'd like to see the defense validate itself a little bit more, Andrew. Uh, this everybody thinks this is a great defense. It's a great defense. Beat a great quarterback, um, and and Josh Allen is is one of the best. Can you can you go out there and validate what a lot of people want to call you a great defense? I think you're a better than average defense. I think you're a good defense. I don't think you're a great defense. So go out and validate that. And then last but not least, I would just say this is a huge game. There's two things that I think a coach, a head coach has to do, Andrew. One, you have to be schematically, you have to know, have a high football IQ. You have to know how to game plan. You have to know how to scout. You have to do in-game management, um, you know, all the X's and O's stuff. But you also have to motivate your football team. And Bill isn't hasn't always, I don't think, been the best. That's not his best attribute when it comes to a head coach. It's the other things I just mentioned. Bill has to motivate his ass off this week, and that's going to be something I'm looking for. All those things I just mentioned in this game, can Bill motivate his guys to go out there and get ready to go from the very beginning and have them focused based on all everything that's going on and the stakes that are involved? Can he motivate his team? Because at this point, I think that would go a long ways. Can you emotionally get these guys to play above their ceiling as opposed to coming up with great schemes? Can you get them in a right emotional state of mind to go out there and win this game? That's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, no question about it. Part of that is obviously going to be tied to health. And let's hit on that really quickly here before we get into our three, two, one, three keys, two matchups, one extra point preview is that Marcus Jones came back to practice big for that cornerback depth uh, on Thursday. He still has a concussion working through the protocol. Same with Johnny Smith. Tight end was back also working through concussion protocols. Devontae Parker, same. He's practiced the last few days, first time since they were at Arizona on December 12th. And then Devon Godshaw missed because of an illness, but we've seen frequently even Adrian Phillips last week and everybody's different deal with an illness one day and be taken off the practice report the next. So that's where we are now as far as schematically what they can do against Josh Allen, who I mentioned, Buffalo, uh, still pretty good. Buffalo, here's the rundown. Buffalo is 12-3. and three. They are first, the best team in the league, number one, by DVOA, second in offense, fourth in defense, sixth on special teams, no weakness to be found. Their last four games obviously canceled at Cincinnati on Monday, then a 35-13 win at Chicago, 32-29 win versus Miami. Excellent game Saturday night. It was a lot of fun. And then 20-12 win at home over the Jets. All of these since they beat the Patriots 24-10 in a game that was not that close. And during this stretch, because I think this gets to be more important when, you know, you remember from your days, like we're going to break down this opponent's last four games. This is who they are, the most relevant information. When you weight that over the whole season, they're still fourth in offense in 10th in defense and the third best team in the league, according to DVOA. So again, there, there's no real issue with the Bengals where their variance was so high that you could get the bad Bengals, you could get the good Bengals, and you never knew which version. The Buffalo's bills are as steady as you can have. Now, part of the variance that they do have is due to Josh Allen, uh, limited in practice this week. He's going to be fine. He's going to throw up the ball. So let's start there on defense. Your expertise. Um, the Patriots over the last five weeks have been playing more zone than any other team in the league. Number one, more zone snaps, that's it. 
beyond sticking with that zone, because again, the cornerback situation is a little up in the air, though I would expect Jalen Mills, if he practices today, that would make four straight to be back. Again, I mentioned possibly Marcus Jones. They played a ton of cover two in the first game, December 1st. They rolled out their dime package, six defensive backs in the first half of the game, played that in almost 50%. So they said, go ahead, try to beat us with the pass. If you want to run, not a problem. How much of that do you change? Do you like that plan and just run it back? What are your thoughts there? Oh, I don't like that plan, Andrew. Okay. I'm, I'm tired of that plan. That that plan is is driving me nuts. <laughs> um, you know, this kind of look, I get it. You got you you're so worried about the, you know, the big play, the big play. But you know what? The Buffalo's figured out is is what, you know, how how you play against them. They they know that you are basically giving them all the underneath stuff. You know what Buffalo did? I said, fine, we'll take it. The last game, I don't know what the time of possession was, but I mean, if you were to look at the time of possession in just the last five weeks, you know, when you when the Patriots play these high-powered offenses like the Bengals, like the Dolphins, like the Bills, they're like cover two, and cover two is the best coverage. To take away receivers, that's what you play. You play cover two. Um, and you, But they just give the underneath stuff. You want to play soft zone? Fine, because you're worried about giving up the underneath stuff. But Josh Allen and Joe Burrow – um, you know, and Tua to some degree, they they've gotten smarter. They know what the, the the Patriots are how they're trying to defend them. And so you want to give us that little dump off, you want to give us that swing route, you want to give us that hitch route, you want to give us that five-yard out route, we'll take it all day and we'll just hold the ball and, and your offense can sit over there and, and freeze their butts off. <laughs> um and they're totally and and these teams have gotten on to what the Patriots are doing. So the Patriots, I think the key to one of the key to this game is is you got to be proactive on defense. I think you have to initiate action. I think you have to go after Josh Allen. This this kind of sitting back, dropping eight, being very conservative in, in, in how you play them, waiting for them to make a mistake. They know that's what you're trying to do, and they're like, you know what? We're, 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 we're fine. I'll, we'll take that all day. And so I think you have to initiate and be more proactive on defense. I think you have to come at them with more exotic blitzes, play more man-to-man. Don't don't telegraph what you're doing yeah you've been playing all this zone because you're terrified of the the deep ball because of the offenses you've been playing well what has that gotten you that hasn't gotten you wins it hasn't gotten you i know you've had on defense you've had some a pick six and that's that's great but you've there's games where you've had pick sixes and still lost it's not enough and so you got i think you got to be more proactive and you got to get possessions uh more possessions for your offense and i think that's kind of the key to this game is don't do what you've been doing against the Buffalo Bills because it hasn't been working, Andrew. All right, so about five weeks ago, in the dog days of the regular season, we all know it's been a long year for the Patriots. I was looking around for a new supplement. I wanted something to give me more energy, help with the immune system with the flu and COVID coming back around. And I got to tell you, I found it. And I am so happy that they are now a new sponsor of Pat's Interference. It's AG1. AG1, what is this stuff? Well, it is one delicious scoop of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's new. I just learned about them. Very important. They all help you start your day right. And this special blend supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, or if you're dairy-free or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals you'll find in other supplements, and it supports better sleep quality and recovery, which is very important. We've had a lot of night games, folks. Perhaps best of all, in addition to all that good stuff, it costs you less 
than your regular cup of coffee. Less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting coffee or any of the other supplements you might find on the shelf and have to combine them. It's just one scoop with everything you need. Plus, you know Athletic Greens is trusted because it has over 7,000, that's 7,000 five-star reviews online recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts. So right now, it is time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water, or for me, a smoothie per day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash garden. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash garden to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I hear you. And you are nothing and not consistent because I remember when we podcasted, I think it was over the summer, and just said, what do you want to see out of this defense? How could it change based on the talent available? You were all in the zone blitz. So we are still here in zone blitz territory saying play some safe pressures. And I think the zone, again, is what they're pivoting to because of the lack of personnel. But it also works. You know, again, there's there's a way to do play cover, too, as you know, when you guys played in the early 2000s. Be physical. Reroute as they're coming up the field. And some of the rules have changed, obviously, since you played. But within five yards, it's still, you know, free money. So take it. Do that. And reroute in disguise. I like their diversity of calls against the Dolphins versus Cincinnati when they played cover two on more than half of their snaps, which at some point Joe Burrow goes, okay, I don't care what the look is pre-snap. I know more likely than not what you're spinning to once I snap this ball. That brings me to another point that you mentioned in terms of man-to-man coverage, because the issue with that obviously is Stefan Diggs, who just must circle these Patriots games on his schedule based on the way he's playing, because he just roasts them the last couple of seasons my key is red zone defense. I would say, you know what? If you want to give up the free yards, that's fine. You obviously need to lock them down inside the red zone where Josh Allen's running becomes a problem. You know, they'll get creative down there. But digs is your biggest issue. Double digs in the red zone. Take care of that away. I don't want any more doubles for Tyler Boyd or anyone in the slot. I don't care that it's an easy access throw over the middle. The best player is out there. Double Stefan Diggs and maybe even extend that to the 30. Like if you can take him away from, yeah. you know, not just inside the 20, but the 30, force them to go in a different direction. Because ultimately, I think that's where the Patriots are going to have to win this game is situationally. And the red zone is going to be number one with the bullet as we get into our three keys here. My last one, and you can pick whichever one you like best. Sticking with the offense, the Bills, again, I, I talk about a sound, consistent team. Defensively, are the worst tackling team in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. And you go, oh, PFF, blah, blah, blah. No one really cares. Trash grades doesn't matter. Okay, let's let's bump them out. Say they're bottom 10. That's still bottom 10 in the league. That's not very good. So I think offensively, their designs need to generate yards after the catch. Like I talked about last week against Miami with Doug Hyde. Make them tackle in space. Their safeties are banged up, obviously, due to DeMar Hamlin. Hope the best for him. Micah Hyde is out. Jordan Poyer has not practiced until as of you know, Friday here as we record. So generate plays, not just screens, that get yeah. guys in space and force them to tackle one-on-one because that's easy money. That's the low-hanging fruit. This offense, in my opinion, has been so reluctant to take outside of the screen game, which we know they, they live and die for. Okay, well, look, if you want to do that, and I'm all for that because the Patriots have been taking a lot of shots, the horizontal quick game. I don't know, the last few weeks, eh, it doesn't feel like it's been there as much, right? Um, then you you know what you got to do? You got to get the best yak receiver that you have, the ball, which is Kenneth Bourne. <laughs> so if you want yards after catch, and I hear you, man, 
So you you want to you want to force these guys to make tackles, and you 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 want them to to if they're such a bad tackling team, and and that that is bad. That is a bad stat. Then get the ball into your best receiver's hands. That is is best best equipped to to run after the catch, and and that is Kendrick Bourne. I have no problem with that because I feel like the Patriots are really taking shots down the field in the in the in the most recent game. So um, I think you might. I think Buffalo probably thinks that you're going to continue uh, to go that route. So, but if you're going to do the horizontal quick game, you better get Kendrick Bourne involved. And to go back to your, you know, your Stefan Diggs take, here's what the Patriots are doing against some of these, these best wide receivers that they've been playing, Jamar Chase and, and Stefan Diggs and, and Tyree Kill and, and, and Justin Jefferson. They're putting two guys on these guys sometimes, maybe not in the red zone, and they should be put in the red zone. Are you kidding me? That's that's I can't believe Bill wouldn't double team guys like these these elite receivers in the red zone. Um, it's sporadic. To be fair to him, there, there were more right. more doubles of Tyler Boyd, which I came to understand later is because that was the middle of the field thing versus throw it outside. Okay, Jamar Chase versus Marcus Jones, as well as Marcus Jones has played, is still a four or five inch difference in height. T Higgins right. is eight inches. Like I, I personally, I would double the two better receivers. Uh, it, it, Obviously, obviously, you know, just a, real quick, harken back to a time when I was playing, we would play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and, and they had a, a tight end by the name of Tony Gonzalez, one of the best, <laughs> maybe the best. And you know what we did every time we got the red zone? We double teamed his ass. All right. And we, we made sure whenever you play in Tony Gonzalez and you get to the red zone, Tony Gonzalez is getting double teamed because he was the best. And so it, it's, a, it's a staple of Bill Belichick's defense for years. It's, it is surprising that he wouldn't still be sticking to that, uh, you know, kind of that, that, that style or that thinking. But I will say this, Marcus Jones, I don't know this issue. I, Marcus Jones is not a big guy, he's, but he's super fast. Why don't you put these guys up and jam these guys? They're letting them get free releases. They're playing soft in their alignment, and they're letting them just get ahead of steam going, um, and then they're breaking on the ball after. It's like, no, 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 no. Get up, disrupt their timing. Put a safety over the top to help him because once he gets by him, here's the thing. Marcus Jones has the, the catch-up speed to get to him, but I just think giving these guys free releases down the field, which it's they've been doing, is not the best course of action against these better receivers. All right, so this is my fault, but we got to race through the end of this because uh, i got to get down to Gillette. But we we hit the three keys, and, and I loved yours. Mine, again, were yards after the catch, red zone defense. You look at the two matchups, sticking with corners, Again, for Buffalo, for one of the best defenses in the league, and I think the way they play zone um, masks some of this, uh, and especially the continuity in their system, their corners still are not very good. Like, Tredavious White has come back. There's a player wearing number 27 for Buffalo on the field, has for several games. But the guy we all remember being a lockdown Pro Bowl corner, it's not in that uniform. So I think Jacoby Myers' work against him and some of their other corners is going to be really important because they're still susceptible there. I mean, Kyrie Elam, their first round pick, who we considered on this podcast, potential pick for the Patriots, has not panned out in the way that you would think. Tron Johnson still coming back from a concussion. So I think that's an area where they've not been particularly good against number one receivers. Again, you saw in some of these games, including Miami on that Saturday night. What can Jacoby do in that matchup? That's the one I'm watching. I like that. I like I like the Jacoby because, you know, Jacoby is so underrated and I get so tired. Oh, he can't play. He can't play in the slot. He's not. You know, I think he's one of the best receivers. He's in the top ten. I think I saw PFF say he was uh, maybe the seventh best as far as getting separation. Like you know, maybe not deep separation, but out of the breaks. So you know, 
Jacoby does a phenomenal job of stemming at the top of his route, getting getting kind of guys to bite one way so he can go another way. Um, Jacoby, my guess is, is going to be open uh, all, all night long in this game. Uh, so I, I'm with you on that. I, I like that as a, as a key matchup. I'm going to go for my key matchup. I'm going to go the edge rushers, uh, Matthew Judon, Josh Uche. I think, uh, you look, I think those guys, there's been a tad, I've been a tad overrated uh, in their success that they've had this, this year. I think a lot of the numbers are a little bit inflated. Um, it's a lot of it's come off of their, their stuff has come off of uh, stunts. Um, not all of it, but uh, I think a, a good majority of it, particularly with Matthew Judon, but these guys have to keep Josh Allen contained. Do not let him leave the pocket ever. Okay. Um, and so you have to do a they have to do a much better job. I know he's going to get out there every now and then, but you have to limit his uh, his his ability to escape the pocket and buy time uh with his feet. And so to me, the key matchup is Matthew Judon, Josh Uche against Josh Allen. Keep his ass in the pocket, Andrew. I like it. Look at that ass. See where that ass is. And that'll determine a lot about how the Patriots are doing. Hey, guys, we're going to hit pause in the Patriots here for just a second to talk about something really important. And that's bedtime stories. Yes, the tales that had us feeling cozy in our bed and ready for a good night's sleep. Some of us enjoyed a fairytale ending, maybe hitting a walk-off home run or scoring a game-winning touchdown. So why shouldn't we have the same comfortable feelings when we try to go to sleep as adults as we drift off to sleep? Because the Calm App's immersive sleep stories make falling into relaxed and restorative slumber a breeze, bringing you back to the well-rested nights of childhood and hitting those homers and scoring those touchdowns. And I'm super excited to announce we're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. For the last year plus, it's helped me reduce stress and anxiety through things like guided meditation. It helps improve your focus with curated music tracks and help you rest and recharge with those imaginative sleep stories can work for kids or adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. And right now, if you go to calm.com backslash garden, you will get a special offer of 40% off, 4-0, of a Calm premium subscription where new content is added every single week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds because it is always ready on long days or short ones to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. So for listeners of this show, Pat's Interference, the best-looking Patriots fans and smartest around, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a premium subscription at calm.com backslash garden. Go to calm.com slash garden for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash garden. Josh Allen, I didn't mention his stats, 63.4 completion percentage, 4,029 yards in the season, 32 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a few more that have been dropped. I think PFF has him at 20 turnover-worthy plays. Uh, I don't know. This is on me. I don't know if that's for the season or in a recent stretch, but otherwise, he, he's he's giving the ball up. Part of that is how often they use him as a rusher. No longer leading the Bills in rushing as he was heading into the first matchup, but still at 749 yards, averaging yep. six and a half a pop. That's really important to notice. Um, all right, one extra point, just a thought unrelated to the game itself, whatever interests you. It could be off the wall. It could be, you know, halfway between the wall and the field where, yeah. You know, I think there's – I would say this. Look, I, I think this is going to be a very uh, – again, the external forces uh, are, are going to be off the chart. Uh, the, pa- the Patriots are going to have to be not only playing the, the Buffalo Bills, but the entire Bills mafia in a charged-up arena, Okay. 
And I will say this, in a week like this that has been very, very trying and difficult uh, for a Buffalo Bills team, it has in some a smaller way for the Patriots, there is, there is an advantage to the Patriots in some regard, okay, uh, in this game. And it is the fact that the Buffalo Bills players might not be totally locked in on this game. They might not be studying. They might not be on top of all their stuff because, and understandably so, the Patriots can maybe take advantage of that to some degree when it comes to throwing exotic blitzes. Maybe you run a, a fake punt. Maybe you do something that they're just not on top of their stuff this game. They're just, you know, their minds have been somewhere else, understandably, and that from a schematic game plan standpoint, you can maybe kind of take advantage of the fact that the Buffalo Bills mentally just haven't been as focused in or as locked in as they would in a typical work week. And so, you know, if I'm the Patriots, I, I maybe put a wrinkle, do something uh, out of the ordinary or, or just hit them, you know, with something that they didn't maybe uh, anticipate or weren't pre totally prepared for, understandably, because of the circumstances. I just think, you know, you need you need this game pretty bad and you can almost use that uh, to somewhat to some much of your advantage, if you will. And so. If I'm the Patriots, I'm looking for uh, a, you know a fake punt. I'm looking for something that out of the ordinary to kind of catch the Buffalo Bills off guard because they just haven't had a normal practice week uh, with you know understanding uh, understanding why. Right. All right. Uh, I'm with you. I think the emotion is going to define this game. I don't know, of course, what story I'm going to write as a recap of what happens. What'll be in the Herald on Monday. But I can guarantee you there will be a lot more about the atmosphere because that's what's defined the week. That's what's made national news when you tune in at 6 30 you know pick your station because it's it's bigger than football we've heard that all week i think it would be wrong to treat the game otherwise uh even understanding what it means for the patriots playoff hopes and i think related to that emotion look you might even have and i no reporting on this but some sort of video board message from demar's parents or maybe a sign from him in the hospital giving a thumbs up that is just going to absolutely send that stadium you know berserk and with that team, and I think that the overflow of emotion, as you kind of referenced, might hurt the Bills early on. So if you're the Patriots, you know, I don't know if I'm running out of fake punt, understanding the the consequence of that. Would, I, I don't know what happens, the level above berserk, but that would send the stadium further into a frenzy. I just yeah. think the Bills will be a little bit, you know, like you would see at the start of a Super Bowl, a little too amped. Okay, when Brady was going scoreless in the first quarter of all those Super Bowls, too much energy just can't handle it. Or when he came back here last year. But later on, when it's the third quarter, if it's still a tie game, yes. then you got to worry if you're the Patriots because all the, the Bills players will go up and down the sideline and say, this is for DeMar. This is for DeMar. And there's just there's no way, as much as you might want to make the playoffs, you can match that kind of energy and inspiration. So the Patriots do need lead. You mentioned that was a great stat. They've been down at halftime on average by 10 points in the last five games. And yep. you can't – you just flat out can't do that at Buffalo. It'll be the end of you. So – Final score prediction, what do you got? And I, I'm sorry, we got to save the, the Avatar 2 review for next time I have you on here because this is my fault. We ran too long, but um, let's get out on a final score. Yeah, look, I, I just – I think it's going to be tough uh, for the Patriots to win this game. I, I really do. And it, nothing – there's there's not much that I – honestly, uh, before this incident, I remember I was asked about, the, the you know, this game before the DeMar uh, Hamlin uh, incident. And I was asked, what, what, what are the Patriots going to do to have to do to win this game? And I was like, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. So I just think um, I, I don't think uh, it, it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a very difficult game. 
Um, I think the Patriots at the end of the day come out on a losing end, Andrew, and then it goes into a, what's going to be, I think, a long and hard and very interesting off season. Um, I think, I think Buffalo wins this game kind of, you know, 27, 10 is kind of what I, what I'm thinking. I don't think it's going to be really a close game at the end of the day. Yeah, I got 30 to 17 and I, I just think it'll be a struggle early. I think the Patriots are going to have as needed energy early on, but you just can't fight the wave of emotion. That's going to come crashing on their shores over and over again. Like just, just, just think about the third downs, forget the touchdown celebrations in Buffalo or offensively, like any third down their defense get this offense has an issue overcoming any third down, let alone right. against the defense that, that just has their number and has for years dating back. As I've said many, 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 many times to when Brady was here, I just, I don't know how they overcome that. I don't think there's any shame in that. And if they end up at eight, nine, or even nine, and eight, if they win, they're basically in the spot we all expected preseason. So ultimately yep. water's found its level, even though if it's been a little uh, muddied or disappointing to late, but that has been Ted Johnson, former Patriots linebacker, three-time Super Bowl champion. Follow him on Twitter at Teddy J radio. We will have you back on in the, the off season dissect what you already previewing in a very good way, because you know, Sunday is going to be important, but um, you know, the playoffs are going to be here. The Patriots may be in, they may be not. Uh, and then the off season will come. We'll be on as we already are to 2023, but until then, thank you, my friend. All right, Andrew, anytime, buddy, you take care. <laughs>